everyone. Welcome to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We invite you to join our mission to love like Jesus, and you can connect with us on social media or visit our website, csvineyard.org. Now for this week's talk, brought to you by Kids Pastor Emily Nephis. Good morning. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here, and I am super excited to get a chance to be with you this morning. I'm Emily, and I am the pastor here of Vineyard Kids. And because I love kids, and I'm with them a lot, I want to just share a quick story with you from one of our kids. And he gave me permission. It's actually from my son. and He's nine years old. And we, we've been having these bonfires, these kids' bonfires. They've been awesome. And at the bonfire, I'll say, does anyone have a God story to share? Like, what is Jesus doing in your life? And so Zachary said, well, at school, there's this bully. And I, I stood up for the person being bullied. I stepped in and I, I told this bully, you can't talk to my friend like that. And I feel like God gave me that strength because it was really hard, right? So cool. So I just share that because what's going on in that kid's wing, it matters so much. We love our kids so much. And what's happening back there is changing their lives. And they're experiencing Jesus and they're living out his love at school, at home, everywhere they go. So I just wanted to share that with you quickly. And it does connect because speaking of bullying, I have these boxing gloves and they are Zachary's, my nine-year-old. I, I do have other children, by the way. Um, my husband, Frank, and I have a seven-year-old girl and a one-year-old baby, Luke. He's super cute. And anyway, so I'm putting on these boxing gloves because I want to give you just this visual image. I want you to think about the word Mercy. Think about the word mercy. In fact, for a second, if you're with people or you feel comfortable, just talk to your friend or whoever you're sitting with and tell them what you think mercy is. If you're by yourself, just think in your mind. What is mercy? mercy. So I asked my kids separately, and I asked Frank separately. They didn't know what each other said. Every single one of them said, mercy is when you give someone a second chance, which was not what I was thinking, but great. That's definitely part of what mercy is. And then I said to Zachary, (laughs) I'm using him. He gave me permission. I said, well, have you ever shown it? Have you ever shown someone mercy? And he's like, oh, yes, today. I showed Maggie, his sister, mercy. I said, oh, really? He said, oh, yes, I was so mad. I was, I was going to punch her, Mom, and I didn't do it. <laughs> I showed her mercy. Oh, my goodness. You learn so much from kids. I was like, that, that's awesome. So that's why I brought these, part of the reason, Because what he wanted to do 
And honestly, I don't know anything about boxing except from watching Cobra Kai. So fun. And so from watching Cobra Kai, I know that you put your arms here to guard what is most important, right? My heart. I, got, I need to guard what's most important, which is great if you are facing an enemy, right? But in Zachary's case, Maggie is not his enemy, right? He, she's his sister. And usually when we put up our arms to fight, sometimes it is an enemy. True. We do have an enemy, right? Called Satan. It's, it's true. But, and we do have to fight him. But often we put up our guard, we block our heart against what and who are not our enemies, Okay, so just hold that thought in your mind. Do you really need to block your heart? Because if you do, nothing comes in and nothing comes out, right? If you're like this, nothing's coming into your heart and nothing's going out. So just hold that in your mind, come back to it. We are going through a series of watching The Chosen and talking through that. And this week, we are on episode, well, episode five and six, but we're in season two. I'm not going to show you a clip yet. That will come at the end. I just want to jump in. We're going to focus in on season six, and that comes from Matthew chapter 12. So if you do have your Bibles or you want to grab one from the back, we are in Matthew chapter 12. We're using the New Living Translation, and so the page number for that is 1013, chapter 12. We're going to read through to set the stage, and I want you to be listening for the word mercy. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But the, some Pharisees saw them do it and protested, Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Haven't you read in the scriptures, what David did when he and his companions were hungry, he went into the house of God and he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there is no one here who is even greater than the temple. There is one, sorry. There is one here who is greater than the temple, meaning himself. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, 
Does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. We're going to stop there. If you haven't watched season two, episode six, you'll see that all played out. It's a really beautiful picture. It really captures what it might have felt like and what might have been going on. Um, and in this story, you probably heard the word mercy. What's, what's happening is the Pharisees, the religious leaders, usually I'm really hard on them, but two weeks ago, Amos challenged us to like double check and make sure we're not Pharisees. And I have a Pharisaical tendency. So I'm trying to be not so harsh on them. The Pharisees, they tried so hard to be good, so hard. So they took the 613 laws from the Old Testament and created this safeguard. It's like a, I don't know if they put it in a book, but it's this, this code of conduct that is in addition to those laws to make sure they wouldn't break them, right? It's kind of like a safety net. And in particular, for the Sabbath, and it says rest, right? Rest on the Sabbath, don't work. God wants you to take a break. They took that and they created 39 specific like guidelines for what work is. So work is you cannot walk so far. I forget what it is. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Otherwise, you're working and therefore you're breaking the law. So one of them is you cannot pick grain because it's work, okay? And they actually were not doing anything wrong. It wasn't their field, but in the law, it sets out, you mark off your field with rocks and anyone can grab grain from the edges. Totally fine. So the disciples and Jesus, by picking this grain, were not doing anything wrong. The Pharisees decided they were because that to them they decided was work. So this is where the Pharisees are coming from. And what Jesus is saying to them is, I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. Basically, could you please check your heart? Because I think you got something guarding it. You're just worried about doing what's good and what's right, and you're totally missing love. So let's dig into that a little bit more. Something that is, I think, super useful when you read your Bible, I just want to offer you um, something because we're going to do it this morning together. When you find something really important, so for example, we know this phrase, I want you to show mercy. We know this is really important because it came from the lips of Jesus. 
And because it's the main point here, the whole point of this story is that the Pharisees are judging and not showing mercy. It's the same point of the other story about the man being healed. They're just judging and they're not showing mercy. And so because we know this is the main point of what we're reading, take this word mercy and put it in, if you're familiar, with Bible Gateway. It's a website. There's this great tool for you, for anyone. You can go there, Bible Gateway, and just type in the word mercy, and it will pop up all the places in the Bible that uses the word mercy. And so you can see what does this word mercy mean in all of these other places in the Bible. So when you do that, let's just pretend, oh, we did that. When you do that, you're going to see something really cool. In the book of Matthew, this exact idea, well, this exact phrase comes up again, and the exact idea comes up again three times. I do not think that's a coincidence. Three is a really amazing just number of completion um, used a ton in um, the Bible. So another place where we find this is in Matthew chapter 9. You can turn there if you want to, or you can just listen as I read it to you. Matthew chapter 9, we hear Jesus saying the exact same thing. The context is Matthew has just become a disciple, and they party. They go party, and Jesus hangs out with the tax collectors and the people of disreputable reputation. They're partying, and the Pharisees are upset. Jesus, why are you hanging out with these people that don't follow our code of conduct And he says this, Pharisees, verse 13, chapter 9, go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy and not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. So we see it again. So this is, whichever order it's in, the second time that he, Jesus has said to them, mercy, mercy. And then he does it again. And that is in chapter 23, verse 23. And you can go there if you like. He talks to them again. He says to them, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So what we learn from this is that mercy is more important right, than the little things. It is certainly more important than judgment as well, but we'll get into that in a second. So in our original text today, I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. If you, if you are in your Bible and you saw that, you would have seen it in quotation marks. And what does that mean? It means here that Jesus said it, obviously, but it is also a quotation from the Old Testament. And that is found in Hosea. If you are reading your Bibles and you don't know if it is, 
often your Bibles have that written at the very bottom in the little script. It will say, oh, this is from whatever text in the Old Testament. So this one is from Hosea chapter 6. So we're going to jump there, and I promise that is the last Bible aerobics we are doing. Chapter 6, Hosea. And I'm going to start at verse 4. This is really important. It's kind of where we're going to land. What's happening in Hosea, I'll give you the backdrop. What's happening in Hosea is that the nation of Israel, Judah, they're sinning. They're just doing bad things. And God has said to them over and over, could you please stop this? And could you please turn around and come back to me? He's basically saying, right, like, turn your face and look at me, stop doing wrong, and follow me. He's been saying this over and over. And so Hosea is a man that God kind of like downloaded what he wanted to say, and Hosea spoke it. So Hosea is speaking to these people of Israel and Judah, and in this chapter is specifically saying, you've got to return to God, okay? So verse 4 says this, O Israel and Judah, what should I do with you? Asks the Lord. For your love, listen to this, your love vanishes like the morning mist and disappears like dew in the sunlight. I sent my prophets to cut you to pieces, to slaughter you with my words, with judgments as inescapable as light. I want you to show love or mercy, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. In this case, because we read more than just one verse, the part that we read above, verse 4 and 5, give us an illustration of what that word mercy actually means. So in this language in Hebrew, which it is written in, this word mercy is chesed. And what it means, you can see in the context, is that it means the opposite of this. Your love vanishes like the morning mist. Chesed does not vanish like the morning mist. It stays. It's faithful. It's a covenant kind of promise love, like when you get married and you make a vow, that kind of love. It's a promise. Chesed, mercy, love. It's the same word here that is quoted then by Jesus. Chesed, have that kind of love, not the love that just vanishes but the love that is faithful and loyal. If I were writing the Bible, which I'm not, I mean, if I were translating it, whoa. If I were translating it, I would have said loyal love, right? Faithful, strong, loyal love that does not fade. That's the kind of love that Jesus shows, that God shows, and that he is asking you to show. Amazing. How do I know that? Because... Like I told you before, you can type this word in, mercy, and it'll pop up all over the place. It pops up all over um, the Old Testament specifically. I did the word chesed. Um, and in the Old Testament, it is used to describe God's love, 
It doesn't vanish. It's also used, for example, um, in the case of Joseph asks um, the cupbearer to show him chesed by telling Pharaoh about him so he can get out of prison. So it is something that people can show to one another. We, I know that. And there are many examples where a person shows another person chesed, faithful love or mercy. Mercy. Show mercy, Jesus says. If you use another translation, it will say, because I desire mercy. I desire mercy. It is God's heart. It is God's heart that we have mercy. It is God's heart that he has mercy, steadfast and faithful love. I want to show you a clip from The Chosen. Mind you, when you watch it, it is not actually in the Bible. They use artistry to fill in um, the blanks. And so this is not in the Bible, but it is an, an excellent, excellent illustration for what Jesus's mercy looks like. And everything that Jesus says is definitely biblical. So what I want you to do while you watch it, watch um, how, let me set it up a little bit. It's Mary Magdalene. And we know that she was a sinner. We all are. And we know that Jesus healed her. He took seven demons out of her. And after that, she followed him faithfully. Followed him, followed him, followed him. Um, and was just like so on fire for Jesus. In this clip, she backslides. She goes back into her sin. That is not in the Bible. We don't know that. Um, but she does in this clip. Um, she goes back into her sin. And then you won't see all of that. You will see her. She needs a little help from her friends, but her friends come alongside her and say, Mary, come back to Jesus. Turn around, come back to Jesus, right? And she's afraid to do that. Um, and so you will see how Jesus has mercy on Mary, who is just so afraid to turn around, let go of her guilt, um, and return to Jesus. So let's watch this interaction. Listen really closely to what Jesus says and take it into your own heart. Imagine Jesus saying this to you. So it's good to have you back. I don't know what to say. I don't require much. I'm... I'm so ashamed. You redeemed me and I just threw it all away. Well, that's not much of a redemption if it can be lost in a day, is it? <laughs> I owe you everything. The... I just don't think I can do it. Do what? Live up to it. Repay you. How could I leave? How could I go back to the place I was? And I didn't even... I didn't even come back on my own. They had to come get me. 
I just can't live up to it. Well, that's true. <laughs> but you don't have to. I just want your heart. The Father just wants your heart. Give us that, which you already have. And the rest will come in time. Did you really think that you'd never struggle or sin again? I know how painful that moment was for you. I shouldn't. Someday. But not here. I'm just so sorry. Look up. <laughs> I can't. You can. So here we got a, an image of Mary Magdalene, and she was like this, just so afraid to go to Jesus, so afraid to return to him and say, I'm sorry. And she was just guarding her heart so much. And so you got to see a moment where Mary just does this. Okay. Here's my heart, right? She, she, she takes down the guard, right? Because really, Jesus is not her enemy, not at all. He just wants to love her, so she puts down her guard and lets Jesus' love in. And then she is, in turn, able to go again and to love others with the love that's been poured into her heart. And so this morning for us, this idea of mercy, well, first, one point that this video also brings out is that mercy, this word, chesed, I told you it's the kind of love that is loyal. It lasts and lasts, but it also, underlying it, has this idea of relationship, a love that is between people, between God and us, between us and others. It is meant to be held in relationship. So keep that also in your mind. So for us today, I'm, I'm just going to ask you a question, right? What, why are, are, are your hands up? Right? Are, are you ready to fight? Ready to fight? Just posed and guarded? Are you ready to fight? Is there something going on in your heart that you're just fighting? That's one question. Are you, are you fighting? Are you guarded, right? Or is there something that you're judging? Maybe you don't even realize it, but are you judging? Oh, oh. just posed and judging 
like the Pharisees did? Or are you just guarded, right? Is there just, you're just feeling guarded. So I'll give you a quick example from my own life. I didn't realize I was doing this, but I was judging God. I was putting God on trial. And I'll explain that to you. I have been a perfectionist my entire life. And I thought, even though I knew with my mind, I knew with my mind that God was not judging me, saying, Emily, be perfect. I knew that in my mind, but in my heart, I just could not get it, right? And most of you know this about me. So I go to, <laughs> I go to emotionally focused. Um, some of you have heard of it. It's something that we do in the vineyard, helps us to um, just allow God to speak to our identity. And at this training or this event, we had to sit and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you just reveal a childhood memory to us? That was basically it. And I thought, oh, this is a joke, right? Like I have healed from all of that, right? Like I moved a million times, I'm healed, been through this, you know, like there's nothing left for me to heal from. So of course, uh, I'm judging, right? Like, anyway. Um, so I close my eyes. All right, fine. Show me a memory. And immediately, no joke, immediately, I'm like transported back to the first grade. And in first grade, Mrs. Barry, I still remember what she was wearing, this like jumper. <sighs> she put my name on the chalkboard with chalk because I was talking when I wasn't supposed to. Imagine me talking. And I was mortified that my name got put on the board. And I knew that this was a painful moment for me and I've already been through it in counseling and like I've been through it. And, but this time I felt like the Holy Spirit, you know, I just heard a voice in my mind, Emily, look around the classroom. Fine. So in my mind, right, I'm looking around the classroom and all of a sudden it hit me. Why I see God as this giant man in the sky waiting for me to screw up, waiting for me so that he can write my name on the board, right? Because I look around the classroom and all the kids are judging me. Like, <laughs> you're so bad. You got your name on the board. All the kids are judging me. And then I realize, okay, this is the root. I care so much what all these kids think. I care what everybody else thinks. And then I got this image of God at the chalkboard that I see him as a God just waiting to write Emily on the chalkboard. And so in order for him not to do that, I perform well. I do everything right. I was like one of those ideal teenagers. Parents, you're jealous, but uh, that's not who he is. But I, was, I had my guard up with God. I had him up on, the, up on that stand like, God, I'm judging you. I'm judging you. And in that emotionally focused, I, I let my guard down, right? I decided, all right, I'll do this prayer. I'll put him down. I'll open my heart. And I'll, I'll just let the Holy Spirit work. And then I could fully grasp God's true mercy He's not up there waiting for me to mess up. 
just loves me. Just loves me no matter what. He loved me even when my name got put up on the board. So that is an example from my life of how I, I lived guarded, but I didn't even know it. So for some of you today, maybe you're thinking, oh, I, don't, I don't do this. I'm not guarded. But I just want you to be open this morning to asking the Holy Spirit to just show you. Is there a place where I do this? Where I judge or where I put up my guard, where I, I don't show mercy? For others of you, this might apply in different ways. Maybe you're judging. Maybe you're fighting something else. And today I want to challenge you to just think of this, this idea that mercy, it does, it does triumph over judgment. And when you are just ready to, to judge or ready to fight, I want you to think about who you're judging or what you're fighting. Is it really your enemy? Because in the case of Zachary and Maggie, she was not his enemy. And if you can just let that guard down, you will feel and know and experience the actual chesed, the actual love and mercy of God that he has for you, that he wants to give you, but you have to let the fight go. You have to stop fighting. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up and I just really feel strongly that God just really wants to speak to your hearts today, and especially through worship. And as they come up, speaking of the story of hearing from God, there is a class today after church, and you're welcome to stay even if you didn't sign up. Um, and it is on hearing God's voice. So if you're like, what, how did you hear the voice of God? Check out the class after the service today and learn more about that. Um, but as the worship team gets all set up, I want you to just close your eyes. Let's just start in this posture of closing your eyes. And I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, would you come? And right now, would you just allow everyone's hands to just drop? To just rest and to drop. To take a deep breath in. I pray that they would feel and just grasp what mercy is, that yes, it is a second chance. Yes, it is forgiveness. Yes, it is compassion. But more than that, it is a deep, long-lasting, loyal love in relationship with you, Jesus. And I pray right now, God, if anyone is here and they have not let their guard down to even let you in yet, I pray that that would happen right now, that they would just say, yes, Jesus, Yes, I, I want to be in relationship with you. I want you to be my friend. Please forgive me. Draw me into relationship with you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I pray that as we worship, that each person here would have their own moment of mercy. Would you pour out your chesed, your loyal love on these people? So more of you, God, more of you, Holy Spirit. Let's worship. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We hope you share this with your friends and family and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.